Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. Again, remember those that's not here this morning for one reason or another. Some are traveling. Some are sick. Some uh, other things, work has come into play. Uh, We're blessed with work in this area. Too much almost. There's times I want to write to companies and say, let God's people go. (laughs) Just like when Moses came to Pharaoh, let God's people go. Read one verse. Stand for reading God's word for at least one verse. Verse 24. Very familiar scripture if you've been in church events and church preaching and teaching and uh, that. But we want to bring out some things from this and I pray that it will bless you. Verse 24 says, Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Let me read that again, but read it with me if you would, please, church. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. You may be seated in his presence. When I was, well, let's put it this way. When we were younger, my brother and I, uh, when he was still living and I'm in mean, we were living at home. One of the things we loved to do was wrestle. And sometimes we'd try to pin each other. We'd try to get the other advantage. It was a wrestling match. Every once in a while, dad would get involved. And of course, dad would always win. He was our father. How many knows the fathers know how to win? Finally got to see our oldest son. It's been five years. And I remember when he went to the military and I seen him and uh, he'd been working out and, and um, he's, he's taller than I am. So at some point I look up to him just because he's taller. But I just tell him, he says, remember, I'm still dad. So no matter how old you get, you still have a dad. But we still have a heavenly father. And I would wrestle with my kids when they were growing up, even with the grandkids that are older, but as they got older, even with the kids, that says, we can't wrestle no more. <laughs> Ain't no way, Jose. Now, Esther, she's coming up, and one of these days, she's going to want to wrestle. I get down on the floor, and she'll plop on my back, and she'll just bounce. She's not wrestling at this point, but one day she will. But we see from Scripture where that we're going to read from some things. Before we can move into where God wants us, There's some areas where many people, many areas in your life, you come to a place that you seem that you're wrestling with yourself. You're wrestling with everything around you. You have questions of the past, questions of today, questions for tomorrow. But how many knows that we serve a God that's in the past, present, and in the future? Thank God. The Bible says there's no time with God. He is forever. So when we think of the past, it's always been for God. We think of today, God's already arrived today. Tomorrow, he controls it. See, I don't know what 2019 is going to hold. I can't tell you what's going to take place in the weather, economy-wise, politicians, what they'll do, what they won't do, what will be exposed, won't be exposed. But I do know who holds tomorrow. I do know who holds 2019 and it's God himself. 
But let's go back to verse 22 in this same chapter and let's look at some things. Let me lay the groundwork here. Jacob was a twin brother to a man called Esau. And Jacob had done some things to his brother, against his brother, that brought a little bit of anger from his brother. In so much that Jacob ran. How many of you know that when they've done something wrong, they run? They don't want to be around people. They don't want to be around uh, some things because they remember what they did. And they're afraid of the consequences that's going to take place. Jacob was told to go to another place and live. Well, he married two women. Had to work 14 years for one. Huh. Ain't no way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I dated my wife for a while, and then God says she's the one, so I asked her to marry me, and next thing you know, we get married. And uh, so that only took just a little bit of time. 14 years for a lady? I tell you what, that must have been love. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be love to stick around for 14 years just to get what he desired. But in the meantime, Esau was still back at home. The parents passed away. Jacob never got to be in their funeral because he was on the run. But God was bringing him back. How many knows that you will face consequences in your life? A lot of people seem to think if I keep running, I'll never face the consequences of some things that I did and actions. But now in verse 22, we see that Jacob had finally arrived and was going to meet his brother. I've got to meet my brother. I've got to get things settled. But he knew that if he would, he knew if something would take place with his brother, he could lose his life, lose everything that he had. Verse 22, it says this of 32 of Genesis. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Let me stop here just for a moment. One thing that Jacob had to do, a lot of people have a hard time with this, but Jacob had to let things go. There's been a lot of people I've seen come up and they pray and seek God because they're in an emotional strait or, or something has taken place and they come up and they try to leave it with the Lord. They try to leave it at the altar. But all of a sudden you go back and you start talking to them and what's the first thing they want to talk about? What they were supposed to leave with God. Jacob realized, now he'd done this in a selfish way, manner because he says, I don't want to lose what I've worked for. I don't want to lose what I've been around. So I'm going to send these over. So when Esau meets me, he can't take everything I have. That was selfish. He wasn't really letting it go. He was going to preserve it. But notice this. He had to learn to move them to another place. A lot of people hang on to things of their past, to things that's been said about them, to things of what happened maybe in school or with family members and never let it go. But we must understand until you let go, you can't move forward. Until you release, you can't receive. 
Until you open up, you can't let come in. How many knows God wants to come in? See, one thing that he had to let go was of his past. That was hard for Jacob. Jacob was a man that held on to things. What he had, he was wanting to hold on to because he was one that deceived his brother two times, deceived his father one time. And we see that by deceiving because Jacob means supplanter. Jacob means a deceiver, one that will connive, do with trickery to get what he wants. How many people do you know like that? If you work in business long enough, you will run into people that will do that to you. You've been around people enough, they will take a knife and stab you in the back. And if you don't watch it, you will get a cold heart. The Bible says in the last days that the love of people, the love of mankind would wax cold before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't watch it as a believer, you can give a, get a hard heart against certain things. You need to let go and let God. Touch the neighbor says it's time to let go. We see where Jacob had to let go of his wives, servants, everything he owned, and send them over to another place. He was getting ready to meet his brother. But notice what it says that in verse 24, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. We notice that as he was left alone, uh, and sometimes you will come to a place that you're going to be left alone. It's just you and no one else. Me and myself and no more. That's where you'll be. It's a secret place. It may be in the middle of the night that you're wrestling with something in your mind. It may be in the middle of the night you're left alone. Or you could be in a big crowd and left alone in your mind, in your heart, and everybody else is doing something. All of a sudden, you find yourself I'm just me. It's just me. He was like that. In other words, it was time for him to look deep inside. It was time for him to reflect on the past, where he's at now, but what's my future going to hold? Too many now that we look at, too many across the lands are left alone and they don't know why. They don't understand why. But this was a good time for God to move in. He was in a tent. He was in a place that he was left by himself. No one else around. A secret place. In Joel chapter 3 verse 14, it says that there will come a point in time when you become in a valley of decision. Where you face yourself at this point in time. You face what you did. You face where you're at. You're going to face because you need to move to the future. You need to move into things, but you need to settle some things. There's a lot of people not wanting to face themselves. They don't want to hear about what they did. They think they're okay. They think that, okay, I made amends. Sometimes people at Christmas time give gifts because they just want to make amends. Okay, I'll give this gift because I didn't spend enough time or I didn't do this or I made a mistake. And so if I give a gift, they'll forgive me. That's not the reason why you give gifts. That's not the reason why God gave you his gift, his son, his only begotten son. 
We see that Jacob is left alone in a secret place, a place that he can reflect, a place that he can look at. But the Bible says that he wrestled with a man. Now, I truly believe he was not just wrestling just with a man. I believe he was wrestling with God himself. But the while he was wrestling with God, he was wrestling with himself. He was wrestling with what his thoughts were, what went on in his life, how that maybe he wasn't there to see his mama when she passed on, his dad when he passed on. Maybe he was reflecting and he was feeling sorry for himself. He was wrestling with inside himself. How many of you know that are like that? Maybe something happened to them and they're wrestling with it. I can't forgive this one. I can't move on to this area because this one done something to me. Trust me, I've seen it over and over again. You get on Facebook and people will talk about the past. We'll talk about what they've been through. Jacob was in a place. He was in a quandary. He was in a valley. What do I do? Which way do I go? And as he was wrestling with himself, a man showed up. That's when God wants to come in. That's when God says, I've got something better. But notice what he did. He started wrestling with God. That's not a good place to be. Well, my kids were wrestling with me. The one thing, they tried to pin me. They tried to get me down. I used to do the same thing with my father. But my dad was stronger, had a little more knowledge. And all of a sudden, he would pin us. And all we could say is, I give, uncle, <laughs> no more, I'm done. Because my dad used to love to tickle us. <laughs> he'd get us down, he'd start tickling us. I give, I give, I give, I give. <laughs> God shows up to Jacob. He's alone. He's left alone. And he does this for a reason because he's contemplating. He's facing himself. He's trying to make decisions. What will happen if Jacob, if Esau comes, my brother? I haven't seen him in a long time. Is he going to be the same as it was before? I don't know because I'm hearing that he's bringing almost an army to face me as my family. Just all I've got is my family. It's me and my uh, few that I've got and that's no more. And that's all I have. So he's trying to hang on. He's really selfish in that way. He says, I work this way. I don't want to lose what I've got, but I need to see my brother. I need to make amends and come to the place where I need to be. I was once in this valley, but now I've come to this valley and it's a valley of decision. What do I do? Which way do I turn? Which way do I go? Do I work in the way that God wants me to? And when God comes on the scene and you start wrestling with God, who do you think wins? God wins every time. God wins every time. We're getting ready to move into 2019. Some things have happened maybe in 2018 or maybe in 2017 or maybe in the past and you've been facing some things, uh, things that maybe it's out of your control, but maybe you're facing it or maybe it is in your control that you did and you still got to face it. Before you can move forward, you got to face it within yourself. You got to ask yourself your questions. At what did I do? Why was I doing what I did? How can I move forward if I don't uh, learn to accept what I did? And then he faces this man. Some says it was an angel, but I believe God showed up on the scene. And I believe God was there and he's seen. See, this was a wrestling match between himself and with God. There's a lot of people wrestling in that regard. The Bible says, as we move forward, 
He says that he wrestled until the breaking of the day. So it lets me know it was nighttime. How many has ever gone to bed and you wake up and thoughts constantly come to your mind? Why did so-and-so say that to me? Why did they do what they did? Why was this action taken? All of a sudden, you're wrestling in your mind and you can't go to sleep. You're tossing and turning. Toss and turn. You wake up, you think about it. You try to go back to sleep. You just doze. All of a sudden, you wake up. There it is again. You're wrestling. You're wrestling within your mind and your heart. Which way do I go? Which way do I turn? And it's the middle of the night. You don't have the daylight to, to show things that is clear. There's a lot of people committing suicide because they're wrestling with themselves. That's a spirit. Now's not the time to give up. And I'm sure that Jacob was thinking, I might as well end it all right now. I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say, but he was wrestling with himself. A wrestling match that had come with himself and with God. But the Bible says, as we looked in verse 25, says now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, himself and with God. The Bible says that God himself touched Jacob. Let me say this. When God touches you, you're never the same. You'll never be the same. When God touches your heart or touches your mind or touches the situation, it's never the same. Thank God it's never the same. I like what uh, the Bible says, that he reached down and touched his hip socket. Which side, I don't know, but he touched his hip socket. And the Bible says that as he was wrestling and his hip socket was displaced, was out of joint, that he couldn't move. And I'm sure he was in pain. Because when you have something that comes out of joint, it's painful. But one thing I noticed with Jacob, as he was touched by the Lord, touched by what God had done, and he still wrestled. Notice in verse 26, and he said, let me go. God said, the angel said, let me go. But notice what Jacob did. He held on. There are times when you're going through situations and it feels painful. It feels like, what's the use? I can't move under the pain and the weight that I'm feeling. That's not the time to let go. That's the time to hold on. And the Bible says that the man looked at Jacob, let me go. And notice what happened. Jacob said, I won't let you go. As we move forward to 2019, when God has come in on the scene, do not give up on God. Even though there's a struggle, even though there's something that you're going through, it's your secret place because I'm telling you, the sun is about to rise upon your situation. Thank God when Jesus came, he wrestled for a little bit. Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. But he said, not my will, thy will be done. And he held on to what God said. And as he went to the cross, as he went to the grave, a sun came up. And all of a sudden, on that third day, he arose. And all of a sudden, you and I can come out of the things that we've been wrestling with. Jacob was still holding on. 
One, he was holding on to what he wanted. He still didn't understand some things. He just seen God, but he wanted what he had. That's like a lot of people. I want God, but I want the world. Are you catching where I'm coming from? In other words, they're riding the fence. They're right on the edge. They could go one way or the other, but they want what they've got, but they want God. How many knows without God, you have nothing? So you might as well let go of the things. Too many people hang on. Trust me, I've seen people, they, they accumulate things over the years and they seem to think that it's mine. So they hang on to it. But I want God to keep blessing me. Let go of what you got and let God do what he needs to do. Amen. Let go of uh, your past. Let go of, of what has accumulated and let God bless you even further because that's the blessing of God. But if you hang on this way, you can't have what God has. You're in a quandary. You're in a valley. You're in a place of trying to make a decision. Which way do I go? I like when Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. That's making a declaration. That's saying, God, I know you know best. And so I'm giving you myself. In other words, you yield everything you've got in this time of quandary, in this time of wrestling. And that's what he did. He said, I will not let you go till you bless me. Now, there's something that took place, and I'm hoping to pull this out as we laid the groundwork. It's very, very important. Because notice what God said in verse 26. Now, verse 27. So he said to him, what is your name? What is your name? That brings up a very good question. Jacob was given a name by his father and mother, which means supplanter, one that brings trickery, one that is a deceiver, one that wants to do what he can to get what he wants. How many knows that there are some people that are con artists? (laughs) They know how to con people to get what they want. And once they do that, Trust me, I've had people call me up. They're boohooing and called crying because they finally got caught at something. They don't really want to change. They don't want to give up fully, but they just feel sorry for themselves. Trust me. I said, well, you need to get back to God. Out of emotions, they try to get to God, but that's all it was, emotional experience. That wasn't a heartfelt experience. It's at the moment, brother. You are right. But we see that as Jacob was wrestling with him, uh, the one he was wrestling with, which was God, asked him, what is your name? Very important because your name brings up identity. And until you realize who you are, until you realize you've been in sin, until you realize you've done some things that is not right, you can't move forward. Jacob had to realize who he was and what was happening in his life. Jacob had to understand what his name really means. His identity was. He was a tricker. He was a deceiver. He was one to take advantage of. There's a lot of people don't want to admit who they are. Before you can move on, you've got to come to the place that this is who I am, but God wants to change you. God wants to give you a blessing. 
And notice what he said the blessing was. He didn't say, I'm not going to give you a cattle of a thousand hills. I'm not going to give you all the, uh, the mansions, all the money. Notice what he gave him, a new name. A name changer became a game changer. It changed the game for uh, Jacob because, and notice what it did. It changed him from being a, a deceiver, a tricker, a supplanter to one that is a prince. How many knows God wants to change you? See, when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and you give him your life, he changes your thoughts. He changes your, what you have in your heart. He changes your mindset. And now you can look at yourself differently. Until you let God do what he says he wants to do, bless you. See, we're living in a time God says speak blessings. God wants us to be blessed, but he wants us to speak it. What do you think the devil wants to muzzle the church? Out of your mouth, you speak life or death. Out of your mouth, you speak blessing or cursing. See, God gives you the right to speak. And when you speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, you speak in the atmosphere. The devil doesn't want to run. The devil doesn't want to move. He wants to hold on what he has. But when you speak over those things, speak over your children blessing. Don't give him a name like the parents did to Jacob. He had to live with that name all his life. Can you imagine? Here comes deceiver. Here comes supplanter. Here comes the one that tricks you. That puts in a mindset. And he had a mindset. I'll just fulfill my name that I was given. But all of a sudden now God speaks to him. He says, I'm going to change you from what you were to what you're going to be. But it's not going to just affect you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect the world. Thank God he become a prince. Let me tell you this. As we move into... 2019, as we get ready to move into the next phase of where we're at, you need to realize, let go of the past. Can I hear an amen? amen. It's time to move from your past. If you live in your past, you'll never get to where God wants you to be. Now notice this, because when the name changed from supplanter, from the trickery, the one that misleads, the one that this, see, Jacob had to take ownership of what he was. This is who I was. That's the reason why God spoke to him in that terminology. He says, what is your name? Uh, what is your identity? What have you done? Well, what's going on in your life? And when you realize this is who I am, then God speaks into you. Now, this is what I want to speak. I want to speak to you, your future. Let me stop there just for a minute. God wants to speak into you future. God wants to give you destiny. God has a plan for your life. It's a great plan. It's a great destiny that he wants to give you. But while you're wrestling with the Lord and while you're going through the motions and while you just come and sit and hopefully I can get beyond this because I'm miserable. I can't move beyond anything in this. I'm facing some issues in my life. Let me put it to you this way. The scripture is correct in this. It teaches us you'll reap what you sow. You're going to have to face it one day. If you sow it, you're going to reap it. And Jacob was getting ready to reap some things, but he needed to face it with God. And if you don't have God, what do you have? You got yourself and you have nothing. And you'll lose out. The name changed. 
He was a prince now. He had something else in his life that was going to operate. And this is where we as a believer must understand this. See, God wants to give us power. He wants to give us the Holy Spirit. See, in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God moved upon men. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit moved in men. There's a difference. When he moves in you, when he blesses you, he empowers you from within. Greater is he. Is where? In me. Not just on me, but in me. I've got something that God has given me. Something that God wants to give every single believer. Give you the power to overcome the world. To overcome the enemy. To overcome everything that you've been battling. You may have been given a name. You may have been given an identity. But now it's time to change. It's time to have a game changer. Because God wants to speak you to you with future. With destiny. With something of greatness. But he wants to give you power. In other words, what was God doing? He says, you've been wrestling with me, but you've been fighting within yourself and fighting with everything. He says, I'm going to make you a God fighter. Instead of fighting with those things, you're going to fight with me. How many knows we're being called to be soldiers? New Testament says we're soldiers of the Lord. We do not need to be entangled with the things of this world, things of What's happening around us? In other words, we become a contender with God and not against God. Just like when Joshua was getting ready to enter in and take over the Canaan land, the land flowing with milk and honey, he saw the captain of the Lord's army. And when he stood, he says, who are you for? That's what Joshua asked because he was looking what was ahead, and he says, God, if you don't go with me, if you don't go before me, and notice what God said uh, with the captain of the Lord's army, which was uh, the one that leads the Lord's army, and who was that? That was Jesus himself, and he was standing before Joshua. He says, I'm going before you, and I'm going to give the land to you. See, what God is saying to you now, he says, now you've been trying it with other means, but I'm going to bless you with godly means. I'm going to give you heavenly blessings, and I'm going to declare it in the heavenlies and on this earth, and I'm going to call you Israel, which means prince of God, contender with God, and you've overcome the things of this world and the things by wrestling with God. In other words, what happened? He had an encounter with God himself. Some of you need an encounter with God. You're going through the rudiments. You're going through this, but you've been struggling in some areas. Some of you have been locked in and you feel left alone. But I'm here to tell you, things are getting ready to change. If you will look to God, if you will hold on to what God has, because God's getting ready to show up on your scene. Tell your neighbors to hang on. In other words, what he said, he said, I want to give you a true purpose. When he gives a real encounter, when you have a real encounter, I want to give you a true purpose, not one for selfish motives, not one to just take it in and see what I've got. But I want to give you a true purpose. I want to give you a true plan that is going to give you a blessing not only for you, but for others. Thank God for that. In other words, he gave him a calling and an identity. Both are very important. God calls you out of sin, not to keep you in it, but to take you out of it. 
In other words, he's going to take you out, so he's take you in. I'm going to take you out, but I'm going to take you in. Aren't you glad for that? He's given you a calling. Pastor, I don't know what mine is. Trust me, he'll let you know. And it's usually right before your eyes. So many people says, well, maybe I'm called to preach. Maybe I'm called to this. Maybe I'm called to that. You've been struggling within yourself. You've been wrestling within yourself, not realizing that God's got already something laid out for you in your heart that you're going to flow after. What really is in your heart to do, that's what you need to go after. Far too many people are trying to do something that God didn't call them to do. And they wonder why they're miserable. Wonder why they can't operate in the freedom that God really gives them. See, the calling God places on you, God will give you the equipment to do what you need to do. God will give you the wherewith to fulfill what he calls you to do. And God will give you the, not only the purpose, but he'll give you the identity. Because people will say, yeah, I know you're called to do that. I know you can talk. I know you can speak. I know you can sing. I know you can greet. I know you can do these things. Maybe it's to work. Maybe it's just to go into the business world and be what God wants you to be right there. That could be a calling. But your identity is what God calls you. Say, I'm a child, I'm a child of, God. of God. That's who we become. When we become new creatures in Christ, that's the reason why we named the place here new creation. We become new creatures in Christ. We're not the same as before. Old things have passed away. In other words, we had a funeral a long time ago, and I buried the old man, and now I'm somebody new. That becomes a new birth. And with that, I now identify with the Heavenly Father. With Jesus himself, which is my brother, which is the one that's gone before me, one that's laid out everything. Mm, thank you, Father. See, we see that uh, you'll never be the same when God speaks to you. You'll never be the same. Say, I'm not the same. Not the same. Thank God you're not. <laughs> then it goes on and says, and he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men. Notice he put the two together with God and with men. And then he said, your name has been changed because I'm going to give you a new name. So then Jacob asked, telling me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask me about my name? And he blessed him there. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. See, when God comes in and you have a real encounter with God, not just an emotional experience. Not coming and feeling the doodads on your back spine, which brings the, the things of your hair standing on end. But it's a life-changing experience. It's an encounter that we all must come into. And until you yield to what God has, you can't walk into what God has for you. What God was God doing with Jacob? He was renaming his future. You're no longer this little girl. You're no longer this boy running around. You're no longer doing the things you do. I had a, a young man that was part of our uh, ministry at the other place. So we was pastoring at Victory Rock. And every time they would see him in the, the place, they says, oh, I remember you. And they would name his name. He said, I remember you going to the bars. I remember you doing this. I remember this. He says, oh, are you still doing that? He goes, nope. He goes, that's what I remember you doing. I remember you were pretty mean too. 
You could fight like no one else's business. You had an angry spirit. He looked at him and says, that was me. I'm no longer that person. I'm no longer that one that was doing that. I'm no longer on the drugs. I'm no longer talking about this one. I'm no longer not trying to connive and, and trying to, to get what I want. But now I've changed. And now I am the blessed of God. And now I am a prince. And now I am a, a princess. I am the king and I am a priest. I am the one called out in two. That's what God is saying that we must look to. Let go and move into. Too many of you are miserable because you're still wrestling with the old and the past. God says, I've got a future for you. See, that's what a real encounter brings. And what God wants to do, he wants you to walk in his power. He wants you to speak. When I told Brother Joe and I started doing more and more study, because I, I used to do some studies on some certain subjects. And as I'd done some more studies, he says, you speak it, Speak it over your children. Speak it over your church. Speak it over your ministry. Speak it over your finances. Speak it over everything. Bless those things. Don't curse them. Let me say this, and it may sound silly because it's not just people. You can do it to things that God's given you. I thank you and I bless you, building. You say, well, pastor, that sounds weird. No, God gave us this. So I want the blessings to abide here. And if God's given me the blessings, I'm going to speak blessing over this. And then I'm speaking blessing over my children. I'll be honest. Can I be clear with you? Can I be transparent? There's been times I've said things over my children I wish I'd never said. In the heat of the moments and the things that I was going through. I had to go to God in the courtroom of heaven and I say, God, forgive me of those words I've said over my children because I don't really mean it. I've done it in the heat of a minute and I say, God, forgive me. I was wrestling with those things and all of a sudden I find myself in my prayer room speaking blessings over my children. Yes. My children are special. The adopted children I have, God placed within our lives, and I'm speaking blessings over them, not cursings, not those things that puts bondage, not puts them down, but speaks life. That's the power God's given us. Out of our mouths, we can speak those things and allow God to walk through us and in us with that power. Something else I noticed with this story, as we see it, because after the breaking of the day, after the sun started rising up, he wrestled in the nighttime. He called that place Penel, which means wrestled with God. Or he moves into a greater dimension in that, and he prevailed. Some of you are at this place that the sun wants to come upon you and wants to rise upon you and wants to give you everything it has. Because what happened on the other area? Because he found favor with man. Because when he saw his brother coming. Now, notice this. He was changed. So he walked different. Let that sink in. If somebody tells you that you're a Christian, it's because you walk different. You talk different. You think different. You act different. I can see Jacob coming in. Seeing his brother. 
he was walking different. He couldn't walk the same. I don't know if he's had a staff or not, but he was walking different. He kept walking towards his brother. The day had come for him to meet his brother, but the day was shining upon now Jacob. He was walking different. He was talking different. He was looking different. He couldn't hardly walk, but he's got to him. And he finally fell down at Esau. Esau said, what are you doing? And he picked him up and grabbed him and hugged him and kissed him. See, God wants to speak favor, not only for your situation, but with men too. How many wants favor with your bosses? Favor with your coworkers. Favor with your family. Allow God to do what he needs to do. See, he found favor now with Esau. And Esau says, I don't need your stuff. I don't want it, but I want relationship. See, that's what favor brings is relationship. That's what God wants to bring. I told you about the gentleman I used to work with at the place uh, when it was in the foundry. And he was just a short little guy. He had this little man syndrome. How many knows what that means? He tries to be bigger than what he is, so he acts tougher than what he really is. So he was just a little thing. I could have picked him up and slapped him upside the head a few times. <laughs> Give him a nickname, B.A., bad attitude. <laughs> but there was one time I just kept being around him, and the next thing that we would work together, and, and he wasn't raised to no one understand some things. He looked at me and says, you're different. I go, I hope so. <laughs> he goes, you don't like the rest of them. I said, no, hope so. So after a while, it didn't take, a, it wasn't an overnight thing, but over a few years, we worked together. And one day he come in. He said, I found your secret because you've talked about him a little bit. He said, I went to church the other day. I go, you did? And he goes, yes. And I knew something different because he had a smile on his face before he had a frown. And I looked at him and I says, well, what happened? He goes, you call me B.A. And a lot of other people call me B.A. And that was a nickname they gave him. And I says, okay, B.A. And all of a sudden he says, yep, it's still B.A., but I'm born again. Yes. He had changed his experience because now Something had happened. And sometimes God wants you to get favor with somebody else. It may not happen right away, but I'm here to tell you that allow God to speak into your life. Allow, you may have been wrestling. You may have been in that point that you're left alone when it's just you, yourself, and God. And you've been wrestling with yourself. You've been wrestling with whatever happened. Allow God to change your situation. Allow God to, but you've got to hang on. You can't let go because when you start letting go, what happens? It's just you again. But when you've got God, you said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you go until you touch me. I'm not letting you go until you change me. I need to be changed from what I am, I, what I have. I uh, those things don't mean anything to me anymore. I'm to a place that I need you. He held on. And when he was changed, he was willing to give his brother everything he had, I believe. But his brother said, I don't need all that stuff. I've got more than enough. He says, I probably got more than I can give you that you can have. But so I want a relationship. How many wants favor with men? Amen. We need favor with men. We need favor with this community. But we need God to come in our lives and change us. Some of you have been wrestling. It's time to stop wrestling. It's time to hang on and allow God to speak in your life and change you. 
change you, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you think. You need to start speaking what God says who you are. I'm a child of God. I'm a king, a priest, a princess, a prince. I'm what God says I am. You need to start identifying with that. I'm no longer that one that used to be this and doing all things that was for myself. But now I've changed and have a change of heart. 